Baseball family this week, we're going to talk about current events. We're going to wrap up spring training, the WBC, and then we're going to do meaningless predictions for the 2023 season right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family. I'm Brig, and I got the Bradmaster right over here with me. How are you, Brad? I'm doing well. Excited for this week, Brig. I got to be honest with you. I'm ready to too. go. How about you? Uh, very excited. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know, opening day is Thursday, and we yeah! could not be more excited. <laughs> so excited. Can't, can't even wait. Even though it's a long and exhausting season, it is more fun than just about everything else, and we are very excited to just relish in it, especially these days, these opening days. This first couple of weeks of the season, there's just something special about it, and we've all waited way too long. Um, but I wonder how much of that will be tempered by all of the WBC magic we got, Brad. What do you think? I don't. I don't think so. I feel like the WBC is a good like primer, mm. right? It just it just gets you ready, and it feels to me like opening day. It took feels like it took forever to get here. I think just because there was a lot, so much going on this off season, and the anticipation of it actually happening, like know when we're gonna have it, have it, like. I feel like that's a big deal, but I don't think that the WBC, this is the, this is the big reason I don't think the WBC will like temper anything is because uh, when it comes down to opening day every single year for probably 25 teams, maybe mm-hmm. it's the hope that kills you. Right. Right. Have you gotten that far in Ted Lasso? Yes. Yeah. So you, so you know, yes. yeah, it's the hope that kills you every <laughs> single opening day. You're just like, ah, yes, everybody's zero and zero. We're tied at the top of the standings. And then after that first week, you're kind of like, okay, this team stinks. <laughs> so immediately it changes. And it really does that. That first week is all you need. <laughs> yeah. Usually, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Depending and we're going to get into what those teams are called and a little bit later in the episode <laughs> because yeah. we have some predictions about who's going to be experiencing the hope that will kill them. So that's right. Yep. Let's move on. So opening day is Thursday, and it is a big deal for at least one person. Um, Lots of people are going to have their very first opening day on opening day. However, Anthony Volpe has secured the shortstop's position and the opening day roster for the New York Yankees. This is super, super exciting. And the battle came down to the wire between him and the Wizard of Oz, Oswaldo Cabrera. So, yeah, pretty exciting. That's that's cool. It seemed like for a little while, like he wasn't going to, get a spot right like he wasn't going to be on the opening day roster there was going to be some um like some service time manipulation potentially right is that kind of what it was looking like from the boy i tell you that's exactly what it felt like to me (laughs) (laughs) i was getting really antsy about it but it's super exciting so he's from morristown new jersey um he was drafted in 2019 first round overall by the yankees pick number 30 Spring training stats, he had 51 at-bats, scored 19 runs off 16 hits, three bombs, five RBIs. He stole five bases. That puts his average at 314, OBP 417, and OPS at 1.064. The guy has had only, what, like 22 games at AAA total, and he's ready. They they said they want to keep developing him, but they want it to happen at the big league level. Yeah, and I I think that's the best place to do it for some guys, right? Like like some some guys never make it 
to AAA. Julio Rodriguez never played AAA baseball. Yeah. Right? Um, I think I think Griffey only played like two rehab games there ever. Right. You know, something like that. Like some guys just never step foot in AAA because they don't need it. And from what it seems like from everything I've seen, because Yankee fans, like their footprint online is like this big when the rest of us are about like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're following baseball stuff, you're going to see a lot of Yankee stuff, no matter whether you try to or not. And it's true. Yankee fans are really high on Volpe, and it seems like he's going to be a, a really big, could be a really big deal for the Yankees. He's going not to. just could be, he's going to be. Okay. Get it right. Okay. Going to be <laughs> a really big deal for the Yankees. Said <laughs> as a true Yankees fan. Um, we're excited. Everybody's everybody should be even if you're not a Yankees fan, it's really exciting to see a young kid get this much attention and have it be well deserved. And we're really I don't know. I I mean, he said his favorite player growing up was Derek Jeter. So what it doesn't get more storybook than that, right? He's another first round right. pick playing shortstop. Favorite player is Derek Jeter. Grew up nearby. I can't get enough. That's cool. <laughs> That's got to be so crazy. Like, I'm sure that first day going out to shortstop is going to just be like unreal for him. <laughs> it's going to be madness. The camera will not <laughs> leave his face, not for no, once. No. And I kind of hope he pulls an Adley Rutschman where he just sits and takes it in for a minute and they give him time to just relax and see it. I think that'd be, that'd be really do they know, I mean, That's what I'm watching for. Do they know what number he's going to wear? Obviously, he can't wear two. No. But hmm. I don't know. If Maybe somebody 22? knows, it's not this guy. Yeah, I don't know. But that's anyway. like I don't want to know the gender of my new of the the baby. It's like that. It's like I don't I want <laughs> to wait till he runs out to see what he's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to unless it shows up in my feed somewhere, but I've decided right. I'm going to wait and Nice. Oh, I get the chills. I'm very excited. <laughs> very. I I know the feeling. I went through this last year with Julio and I'm I'm yeah. excited for you. It's so fun. Thank you. It is fun. Prospect come up good time so let's talk about spring training a little bit sunday spring training game between the cubs and the royals lasted a grand total of one hour 57 minutes the final score was five to zero did you notice brad did they play all nine that's what i'm looking i think that they did because that's an i mean there's no reason for them to shorten that game right it didn't but it didn't sometimes rain on sunday yesterday sometimes on sundays they'll go seven Especially if it's a kind of a doubleheader or something like that, but yeah, let's no, assume it went all nine, all nine. Um, oh, it the did. Royals, the Royals got five hits, so they were not no hit. The Cubs got five hits. Um, all five runs were scored off of three home runs. So there was a solo home run and two two run homers. So wow. it's not like there was a whole lot of hitting going on in that game. But my big thing, like, that's a ripoff. Any game that's under two hours is too fast. I mean, I I know you got five runs out of the deal, but still, that it, like is that too much on the pitch clock, or is it just Sunday afternoon baseball and things were just moving? See, I I don't so I didn't watch it, so I don't know if we can blame the pitch clock. Obviously, the pitch clock has something to do with it. Right. My argument is if what would this game? Let's say everything stays the same, but we remove the pitch clock. The only thing that would change are adding boring to it. Yeah, that's true. So I'm like, I, we're going to see time stacked up with adjusting batting gloves and, you know, prancing around the mound when you just can't get your head right because you're getting just got shelled. 
or whatever, like maybe a couple extra mound visits. That's the only thing that would have added time to this equation. Yeah, that's true. Nothing exciting necessarily would have. I don't um, think so. But but like going to a game though, going to a game, do you feel like you would mm-hmm. be ripped off at a game that was under two hours? Yeah. I think that calling an hour 57 under two hours is splitting hairs. Personally, yeah. I think it's a little bit. I mean, you're right. It's under two hours. Let's be super clear. But at the but same it's, time, it's like it's like reaching the limit of infinity, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just throw it in the towel. Like, yeah, it's it's a two hour game. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm saying this is a full length feature film. It's still not a rip off. Tickets are a little bit more than you would pay to go to the cinema. Not much these days, though. That's a great right. point, though. That yeah, it's basically like going to a movie. So you, after I'm two hours saying. in a movie, you'd be like, yeah, that, that's cool. And I did that's pay good. fifty bucks for popcorn and a drink. So see, so there, there you, you go. go. I I'm not saying it's a ripoff. If it drops much more than that, then yeah, hour and a half games that'd be way too short. Hour and a half game is is bad. That's yeah. bad news. Yeah. But between two hours and three hours, what are you going to take? What do you have? I honestly at the ballpark, I'd spend three hours at a ballpark, no problem. Yeah, but the, the difference though is on TV. The difference I think is on is where it comes on TV because there's obviously way more people watching games on TV than there are in the stadiums. And I think people on TV would rather have a two hour game than a three hour game because you can get on yeah. you can get on with the rest of your night and go to bed early in your case, right? Yeah, exactly. That's and, huge and yeah, and like for me, like get kids to bed and then I could have still have some of my night. Yeah, you know, it's not games over, go to bed. So Mine's like go to bed. Well, I should go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) The season kills me on my sleep schedule. Like it just murders my sleep schedule because I'm on the East Coast. But yeah, I think that's a good point. Something to watch out for is the time limit on these games. It's going to be something we'll bring up a lot because it's not going to go away, especially this season. So stay tuned for more on that. But baseball fans, tell us what you think. I was going to say, I have some input from actually from Denise, who does the North Chicago podcast. She's a, mm-hmm. she's a Cubs season ticket holder. And she said if every game was two hours, she would get rid of her season tickets. Because it's too fast? It's too fast because it takes her an hour to get to the stadium anyway. Right. So it's an hour there, hour and back. She's like, I'm not going to – basically, I'm not going to spend the same amount of travel time as I am at the game. She's like, I want to be there for three hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how so, I feel if I go. I want the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that will be something that you might see, though, is that people will be less likely to buy season tickets because it's like, I don't want to travel for a two-hour game. So Yeah, because it's two hours to Atlanta for me. Yeah. So if I'm going down to Atlanta, I, I, I plan to spend the night anyway, and so there's an additional cost associated. I might not spend the night if, game were, if, if the game was two hours because then I'm just leaving town at 9, 9.30. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. I could be home by 11. Right. Two and a half hour game, though, I feel like it's still, you don't need to spend the night. And I feel like a two and a half hour game is good. Depends on the, yeah, on the game. Yeah, totally. That's interesting. Well, speaking of Atlanta, the Braves have released their City Connect jerseys. And uh, I don't know if we have an overlay for them, but we should. The City Mm. Connect jerseys look a lot like the 74 retros that they already wear, which they wear in as an homage to Hank Aaron. And they really leaned all the way into that this time with the city connect 
And instead of just tipping their cap to Hank Aaron, it's a full Hank Aaron party. It really is. Here, I'm getting an overlay right now for you. Thanks. So you'll notice it's the same red and royal blue that they use in their uh, 74 retros. Um, the number is in the lower right-hand side of the front of the jersey. And instead of the lowercase a that they've used in their retros, they now have the uppercase A, the current A, but in the retro color, uh, what do they call these? Color, color yeah, but there's a w- color wave. These are the color wave jerseys. Anyway, they've it, they've got it in this new color scheme, but they've got the word the in front of it, the A, which is something that people in Atlanta call. That's how they refer to Atlanta. I think that's really cool, the, by the way. The a. It's just the it's the A that they use that instead of like how the rest of the country refers wants to be cool and refer to Atlanta as the ATL. Yeah. They went with the A, which is yeah. local. I think that's really cool. I've also heard it at uh, Hotlanta is super cool. That would have been sweet. There's a there's a wing place here called Hotlanta Wings. See, and I think that would have been better. Personal opinion. <laughs> Something like you that. Need, you need flames with it though. <clears throat> well, <laughs> so the, want- I read up a little bit more of the sleeves. The sleeves look like they've got the the brave feather, but it's more of a crown shape, which pays homage again to Hank Aaron being a king, a home run king. Did you see so, on the on the back, like on the where the tag would be on the back of the yeah. jersey on the inside, it says seven fifteen, right for Hank Aaron, and then underneath the bill, you can kind of see it here um, on the green part of the bill. It says keep swinging. Yeah, which was which his is another. Yeah, and then it's it's in his handwriting with the number forty four that like the hashtag pound sign and then forty four. Yeah, on the signature and that same uh, motto is down on the jock tag. Yes, the in the front yeah, of the down, jersey at the down below the waistline the pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so overall, what are your feelings, Brad? Like, I want to know what your thoughts and feelings are. I like it a lot. I think they crushed it. I like. I understand that it's basically the same thing as what they've been wearing, but they incorporated the capital A logo, which I think looks really good. Looks really sharp with the red and blue. Um, I like all the tributes to Hank Aaron. I think that's great because he's obviously the best player in the franchise history. Why not? And maybe that's going to be a theme this year with other City Connects, that they're going to pay more tribute to the best player in franchise history with, the, with some of these teams. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the A was really cool. I think that was great that they did it that way. Um, I don't know. Overall, I, I give it a nine out of ten. Yeah. What about so, you? So, well, my un my uh, I have a lot of opinions because on the one hand, my initial reaction was disgust at how reductionist it was, or derivative maybe is a better word. It was so derivative of the seventy four throwbacks that I thought, what well, what is going on? Why they didn't even put any effort into it. But the, the effort came in the details, and the deeper I got into it, the more I started to appreciate what they had done. Um, the problem is this feels like a let's sell merch jersey and not a let's represent the city jersey because mm. the devil in the details is really cool when you're looking at it up close and you show your friends and you're wearing it out face-to-face. But when it's on a national broadcast or you're looking down on it from the stadium seats, there's not those details aren't really coming through. Right, so for yeah, me, like, I wonder. It's like they're almost for the more for the players than anybody, and yeah, and selling yeah, merch. yeah, for the players and for the fans instead of like 
I don't know. I, I just, um, I I love the royal blue and red on white. Like that is awesome. It's never going to go out of style. Always looks right. good. So I think as far as color blocking and the formation of the jersey itself, if if you forget that they have the seventy four throwbacks, I think they're great. But the fact that they have the seventy four throwbacks puts me in limbo. I think they're clean. I think they're sharp. I think they're really, really well executed. But given the context, I wonder if they couldn't have gone a different direction and done something to to truly add to what the the Atlanta Braves and the, the players can wear and the fan base can appreciate instead of um, just leaning hard into what they already have. That's my only concern. And I think I think what they did, I think they were playing it safe. Right, because totally. there were some that we saw last year that were just like Ugh, super cringe, yeah. and so I th- I think that one of their first moves maybe I don't know if they did this because it was the first dr- city connect jersey of the season or what, but I wonder if they're just like let's play it safe, see how things go. <laughs> maybe this year we'll play it safe across the board. I don't know, but anyway, and that but that's too bad. This is not a play it safe scenario for Nike. It shouldn't be, right? right. This should be bold and new and fresh. It should be. It should be. But I, I, like, I wonder if they wanted to play safe though. Like, I, this is me just speculating that that was the case sure. here. It's like I wonder if there were a couple of jersey last year, like maybe I don't know the Rockies that didn't sell well. Probably, you know, because that's the reason Nike is doing this. Yeah, totally. obviously. You oh, know? it's all about money. Yeah, for of sure. course. Yeah, and and I'm <clears> fine <throat> with that. I've accepted it. Yeah, but but yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they're just like, well, going wild and crazy softball jersey just doesn't sell so we need to play it a little <laughs> bit safer yeah so yeah that's but interesting there, but there will be more this year the other teams that are getting city connect we have the rangers mariners the mariners announced on instagram theirs will drop on cinco de mayo i don't think yep. they have anything to do with the design i think it's just a coincidental coincidental date right. um Hope the so. reds orioles and pirates i'm excited to see what they do with the pirates me too that's I'm thrilled about the pirates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that could be really, really cool, or just have nothing at all to do with piracy. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So. Uh, last but not least, on our current events topics today, Reese Hoskins is out for the season. He's torn his ACL, and it's just a shame. If you watch the video, he just the ball started moving a different direction. He planted his foot, tried to catch up with it, and that was it. It just he just twisted on it and he went down and it's really yeah. sad. It's awful. Um, so Brad, Brad wants to blame the WBC for this because that's uh, what because everybody does. Everybody's blaming the WBC. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not, gonna I'm not actually going to blame the WBC for this. <laughs> there was no reason that this was an actual take that I saw from somebody with a check mark and, and has a relatively respected or important opinion i don't know exactly but they said this wouldn't have happened if we didn't have the wbc because all of the phillies would have been playing together on the same field for all of spring training that is malarkey hullabaloo yeah no that is not true this is a non-contact injury there was nobody around him it's just he twisted his knee that's all that happened it's like he ran into the right fielder and it's not yeah. like he was even playing in the WBC anyway. It's not like I know, like Astros fans are justified a little bit anyway about uh, Jose Altuve 
because he got hit in the thumb and he broke his thumb and now he's out for the season. Like, okay, that well, he's out for a couple on. months. He's not out for the season. But okay, he, but still though, it's a yeah. it's a significant amount of time for their MVP to be out. Yeah, like, yeah, like you said, they have a legitimate gripe, but I haven't heard anything. Nobody's complaining. <laughs> like, oh, it sucks. But hey, he was representing Venezuela. We can't hold that but against the one him. Phillies fan who's angry. <laughs> I shouldn't say the one. There's probably a lot of angry Phillies fans, and it's okay to be angry. You guys got, you know, your hearts served to you. So it's yeah. tough. It's uh, tough to lose that. And I don't blame yeah, you for it being sucks. angry. It sucks. It sucks, but it's not anybody's fault. Anybody, It's not anybody right. or anyone's fault. If you want to be angry at anybody, though, you can always be angry at Rob Manfred because yep. that's what we do. Well, it's easier than being angry at the wind. All right, baseball family, we will be right back, and we're going to wrap up the WBC officially. Welcome back, baseball family. So the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, wrapped up last week. And this is our first chance we've had to talk about that amazing championship game and really the amazing semifinal games. Because when we were doing our draft, the fantasy draft last week, Japan and Mexico were playing. And that ended up being one of the best finishes I've ever seen in the history of my life. The whole history of the life of my baseball times. Yes. That's the that's how you're supposed to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> going forward henceforth and forever that's how we'll she, we shall address that but anyway so japan walked off mexico for those of you who might have missed it went on to play the usa in the final and that ended up being an absolutely fantastic game as well totally like we couldn't fantastic. have hardly have asked for a better final uh it came down to shohei otani coming in as the closer to face yeah. mike trout with two outs with the score at three to two um Otani, like they worked the count full. Otani ended up striking out Trout, game over, 3 2. Japan wins the entire thing. But, Brig, what was it you said about it? It was, uh, you said you called it majestic? It was pure majesty. Yeah. Majesty. Yes, that was the word. And it was majesty everywhere. Just it majesty. was pure oh, majesty. I mean, think yeah. about it. You got two of the very best players of all time facing off against one another, one representing Japan. One representing Team USA. They're both juggernaut lineups. And then it comes down to the final pitch of the final at-bat of the final game of the championship run. I mean, and and Mike Trout mashes, right? right. And Shohei Otani's got 102 in the tank. And it's just, yeah. it's, that's, that splitter is just filthy. And so it just, whoop. And there yeah. was one pitch that went by him um, that was a pass ball. It was a good thing there was nobody on base. But that was the only pitch I think – I can't decide if he missed on it or if the catcher missed. Um, I think he missed. I think Otani's the one that pulled the string too hard and missed. I think he did but... too. Yeah, it was a little – I think it went a little bit farther out than he wanted it to. But when it came down to it, though, I saw somebody tweet after the game. They said, so let M let the rest of MLB know the only thing that you need to get Mike Trout out is a 102-mile-an-hour fastball and a wipeout slider that breaks a foot and a half. That's yeah. all it takes. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and it really does break about a foot and a half. It was <laughs> a huge break on that slider. Oh, it was yeah. just filthy, man. The thing that I thought was really interesting, though, about that plate appearance with Trout, like this is the getting really deep with it, is that I feel like a lot of teams pitch Trout inside. They try to jam him, mm. saw him off, you know? Yeah. But Otani never went on the inner half of the plate. He stayed no. away from him the entire time. Well, and, uh, unless it was right down the pipe. 
Right. But yeah, it was it was middle away the entire time. And I think a lot of that has to do with the speed, right? He's throwing 102. And if you're working 102 down that outside half of the plate and then you throw that slider, then I think that's why he why he swung at that last pitch, you know, because what do you do? But I don't know. Anyway, it was it was you do. It was textbook pitching from Otani. It was a straight up clinic. It was amazing to watch. Um, this championship, this was Japan's third WBC title out of the five. They own three of them. Yeah, USA has one. Dominican Republic has one as well. Yep. Um, one of the best things though, that I feel like came out of this after the fact was Mike Trout texted his manager, Phil Nevin, and he said, the WBC, he said, made me think about how bad we want to get back to the playoffs. And I'm glad that it took Mike Trout playing a couple of meaningful games to really get the competitive juices flowing, Brig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I I called it. I texted you right before this um, at bat, and I was like, watch Mike Trout strike out right here. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I was like, I knew it. I just could feel it in the air or something. I don't know. Well, the- but then... <laughs> It's one of the things that we talked about. We were sick because we watched, for those of you who don't know, we watched the, which is probably pretty much everybody, but we watched the the USA-Mexico game uh, sitting out on the patio at the Caesar Sportsbook just outside yeah. Chase Field. So we could hear that. We could hear what was going on in the game. We could hear, like, if there was a big hit, we could hear it, and then we saw it on the TV. But anyway. We felt like eight-year-olds at the polo grounds, like, looking over the fence. Yeah, we kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like... It was one of those things where we we were watching Mike Trout through this whole thing very closely yeah. just because he was named Captain America, right? He was the guy who was supposed to lead this team to a title because he's the best player of his generation. Has been dubbed that for a while, right? Long time, yeah. But the the thing that we both saw, and we talked about this at length during that game, was that people talked about the clutch gene. Jordan had the clutch gene. Kobe had it. LeBron yep. didn't have it at first, but apparently has it now. You know, there are certain guys who have it. Apparently, Trey Turner has it big time. Derek Jeter has it. Derek had Jeter it. has it. Absolutely, Derek Jeter has it. Ken Griffey Jr. That's all it. he's got sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. well, well, more on that later because there's yeah. actually, I actually read something this weekend that was really interesting about that. But anyway, cool. Mike Trout doesn't seem to have it. I don't think so. That like that he was getting hits in spots where it was like, yeah, you need a base runner, you need to get somebody on base, but it wasn't a big spot. He he got a double in the first inning of that championship game, and then we didn't see him again. You know, he was he was some, he needed to get a big hit. He when needed you it. expect Mike Trout to get a big hit, but yeah. it didn't happen. It didn't no. happen in the in the World Baseball Classic, and so it's it's interesting to me that you, we have a guy who is, like I said, I and I even like. Call somebody out on the streets after one of the games. Yeah, <laughs> the we were, we did. We talked to him. Yeah, yeah. Some guy said that Mike Trout was was what a Mickey, was Mickey Mantle. Mantle, and I said, "Well, hold on, he's got a win oh, before we can call." We him Mickey were like, Mantle. "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah, guy. It was like straight up though, like you can call him the best player of his generation because he is. Nobody has done has put on quite the show that he has to this point. I mean, Shohei Otani aside, right? Because that, I feel like mm-hmm. that's different. But at the same time, though, Mike Trout just like. He doesn't seem like he has the clutch gene. Yeah, it's it's worrisome for sure. And you brought it up that he's past his prime. And yeah, last year. I, I think you're right. I think this was evidence that maybe he is. It's feeling like it. And I, I don't think that, that that chronic injury is helping him at all either. 
Oh, I don't think so. I, you're absolutely right. Because I think. Well, I and once you screw up your back, it, nothing is right again. Yeah. There's so no I actually going have, back to zero. So I have Trout's postseason numbers up right now. He is one for 12. That one was a solo home run in the ALDS against the Royals in 2014. Whoa. That's a small sample size, but it still is indicative of what we've seen. And the WBC, right. I guess, put a big spotlight on that. Yeah. Yeah. So it would it'd be really interesting to see what happened if the Angels were to somehow make the playoffs this year to see how he performed. Yeah, they're not going to. I don't think so either. We'll but, talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we we will. But so, Brig, was there was there a team or a, a player who I guess that I don't want to I don't know if surprised is the right word, but I guess pleased like you were happy to see the way they did, or you, you were disappointed with the way they performed. So Lars Newtbar obviously has been fun, and his, the way he's leaned into not just his role on the field, but his role as a spokesperson for the game of baseball and as an international like personality has been phenomenal. That's like, that's what I need Mike Trout to be more like that. You can't change people. Obviously we can't just insert Mike Trout's new personality. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so we're not I'll asking for that. We're, yeah, we can't ask for that, but we also couldn't ask for a better uh, mouthpiece than Lars Newtbar. So I thought that was really cool. I also did not know Randy or Rosarina's story as well until the WBC. Right. Because we were been, both shocked that he's playing for Mexico. Now we find out why. That's amazing. Yeah, I have been thrilled. So he did grow up in Cuba. This is the way the story goes. He grew up in Cuba and then he defected to play baseball and he moved his family from Cuba to Mexico. And then they asked, uh, he, he's been petitioning the Mexican government for citizenship <clears throat> i guess for years but then he put the gas on he put he hit the gas pedal and said i want to represent team mexico and i can't do that without mexican citizenship so they they granted him citizenship like the year before the yeah. playoff rounds began and um he could work out with the team i thought that was so cool yeah super cool and <laughs> he he was one of the top five players in the entire tournament. Totally agree. He was absolutely unreal. I wouldn't be surprised if that carried over and we saw him finish top five or 10, but from top five in MVP voting this year, I don't know. I really need that. If he has that kind of year, that'd be amazing. Yeah. If this is indicative of the year he's going to have, then yeah, it's going to be top five. I think I could be anyway. Yeah. I thought that was, so that the thing, so hmm, how do I say this? On the field play is one storyline that I always pay attention to, obviously. But right. then there's the real human element, the human interest stuff off the field. That's, to me, where the money is made. That's the magic stuff yeah. because it's reflected on the field or it's ignored while you're on the field, right? If you have a parent that dies or uh, you get in a hideous accident or you get rung up on some legal charge or whatever, and if you can maintain your play on the field or if that if your play on the field suffers because of it, those contextual clues I love. So this that's why this thing about Lars being the spokesperson and Randy or Rosarina's story have all really grabbed my attention. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my favorite parts. I think it's so cool. A kid from Southern California is like 
bridging the gap between the U.S. and Japan in baseball. It's like it's almost like meeting Otani in the middle, right? Totally. Like, yeah, they're like they're like the bridge between Japan and American baseball right now, and it's yeah, awesome. it's awesome. Like he, <laughs> I'm curious how many Newt Bar jerseys are going to be sold at Bush Stadium at the at the Cardinals home opener. Tons, dude. They, Tons. Yeah, they're they're going to run out of them. It's going to be awesome. It, it, what about you? <laughs> So the biggest surprise to me, honestly, was the disappointment of the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's crazy is that they go out there and they lost to Venezuela, you know, which is kind of like, okay. Venezuela is a really good team and they were on a heater well, heater yeah. until they ran into the U.S. Totally. Right. But then it's like, well, shoot, now you got to win a game like, OK, but you've, they've got the talent to go out there and win a game to to stay alive in this thing. But they go. But then they run into Puerto Rico it's like. Three great teams, only two can move on. That's the nature of the so, beast, you know? Yeah. I didn't think that the Dominican Republic was going to be the odd man out in that group. And I was shocked, legitimately shocked that they were. Because they, they're they basically an all-star team, just like the U.S. Right. But so is Puerto Rico and Venezuela. Right, right. So. You know, I, I got to be honest, though. The way Great Britain showed up against the U.S. is another thing that shocked me. Yes. Yes. And I can't decide whether that's a testament more to how the U.S. didn't show up or more to how Great Britain over uh, overproduced uh, our, uh, based on our expectations. Yeah, they did. They definitely overperformed, I feel like, uh, or outperformed our expectations. That's what I, I was I, trying to say. I agree with you on that <laughs> as far as – well, I know what you're saying because like, I absolutely agree with you as far as Great Britain went. And I don't think the U.S. took anything seriously until after they lost with Mex- lost to Mexico. But fortunately, that was the second game. In Man, play, no kidding, right? It because was a dangerous they situation. Grossly underestimated Mexico, and then it came time for Canada, and that poor kid who's what twenty one years old has never played. No, he, w- he was a. not even that. Nineteen, like, I think he was nineteen. Right, nineteen year old kid, and he just gets shelled. Oh, like, that was so hard to watch. It was like, like the, it was, it was, there was two parts to it, right? Especially being in the stadium because yes. on the one hand, you're, you're loving watching your team just crush this, this pitcher. Like it, you know, on the one side, you don't care who it is who's getting shelled. You just are True. so happy to see all these home runs flying out of the park hits and everybody batting around all the time. But on the other hand, like you said, the human element side of it, it was tough seeing this kid mm. just being like, you I just got thrown to the wolves. He really did. You know, like even yeah. the manager had to come out and try to keep it light. He's just like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you signed up for this thing. <laughs> yeah, but they, they put him in that spot. That's the problem. They, they, put they him in that gave spot. him to an angry Team USA, and that was bad news. I, I do – you got to give the kid credit, though. I mean, he stuck it out. He hung in there, gave him yeah. his best. And he's 19. He's never played above, what, double A or single A? Well, and, and think I mean, about this too. When uh, he makes it to the bigs, he can be like, "This lineup is not nearly as good as what I've faced already, ever, yeah, ever, ever, ever." ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he made it through the lineup too. That he can be like, "I've faced one through nine better than this. I can do totally." This. I hope. I hope he takes that confidence through all of the minor leagues and into the big leagues because he he needs to. Nothing is going to chew him up and spit him out like he like what happened there and like buzzsaw against an angry team USA. Wow. That was a great, it's a great story. And boy, what a, I've never seen a more Canadian personification than the manager when he came out <laughs> with his goatee and his enormous smile 
and he was like, our uniforms suck, but I'm here for you, man. And he just, it's like he put his arms around him and just gave him a big hug with his, with his big smile, you know? And then I bet you, I, I bet you when he came out again, go get yourself a jelly donut. Yeah. <laughs> we got a box of Timmy's. We, <laughs> we ordered them from Buffalo, New York, because they didn't have to go through customs. Yeah. <laughs> That's the closest one donuts. we could find. Well, have some chocolate milk, eh? Yeah, take off, eh? I bet you that's exactly right. That's awesome. <laughs> so the next WBC is in 2026. Obviously, the locations have not been announced yet. I wish they had so I could start planning my trip because it's going to happen. Same. 100%. Um, but when they are announced, I'm assuming probably 2025, we will let you know because we are already looking forward to it. And like I said, we're going to be there. We're going to be in one, yeah. of those, one of those pools because we couldn't get enough of it and we want more. No. So. And I think this time, if we can, we're going to try and hit Asia. That'd be amazing. At the we very go... least, Florida. <laughs> yes, you're right. So but I was actually get ourselves to Korea. That'd be amazing. That'd be that'd be outstanding. So I was actually looking back through at the previous locations, and I forgot that six years ago in 2017, um, it was played in Japan, Puerto Rico, Mexico City. And L.A. The majority of it was played in L.A. And I yeah. was like, man, that'd be super easy and easy to, and awesome to get to. But Puerto Rico, I'm all for that. I'll go to totally. Puerto Rico break. Let's go to Puerto Rico. Down with <laughs> it. I wouldn't be surprised because they've done it in Puerto Rico a couple times. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was in Puerto Rico again in 2025 or 2020. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Man, so let's get awesome. our passports and we'll head over to Puerto Rico. Okay. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with our meaningless predictions for the 2023 Major League Baseball season. All right, baseball family, we're going to get into one of our favorite things to do at the beginning of every Major League Baseball season. We are going to give you our 100% bona fide, mostly well thought out, meaningless predictions. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> And uh, we're going to do our power rankings as well. We call them emoji tiers. Um, let's start with those. What do you say, Brad? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start with the hey, diamond. The diamond tier. This is the top three teams that we both. So spoiler, or a spoiler, not a spoiler, a disclaimer. We don't collaborate go. on these beforehand. Okay. Right. This is independent. Never, However, Brad and I did agree that our diamond tiers match. We have the Astros, the Padres, and the Braves locking down those first three slots going yep. into 2023. As it, it physically pained me, Brig, to put the Astros in that in me that too. top tier, but yep. you cannot leave out the World Series champion, the defending champion, out of that top tier going into the next season. So not when very little has changed. Right, that's the thing. Dusty yep. Baker's back. Most of the lineup is retained. Yeah. Pitching is probably just going to get even stronger, and that's oh, terrifying. Geez. I hope not. <laughs> so there you go. That's but yeah. the Padres took the slot for me away from the Phillies in here because of the offseason moves they were able to to uh, pin down. So um, I'm and I have to say something. The Padres. I saw an article. Uh, I think it was this morning where the headline was talking about this year's Padres team being the new murderer's row. And after I, I got that. done after I got done vomiting blood, <laughs> um I started frothing at the mouth and am just disgusted 
with that moniker. So take it away. Don't ever do it again. And uh, the whole world can go back to being happy. Well, you know what, though? I I saw that same headline. I was like, okay, hold the phone. So I pulled out my phone. I went and looked at it. It's it's good. I wouldn't say murder is real, but it's good. It's really scary. Yeah. Pick a new name. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You got to be. That name's already taken. Yeah, exactly. All right, right, Brig. Let's jump down to the heart tier. Go ahead. My heart tier includes the Mariners, Mets, Dodgers, Yankees, Cardinals, Phillies, Blue Jays, and Cleveland's baseball club. Okay. That's where I'm at. All right. Mine is very similar, actually. Oh, wow. (laughs) I've got the Mariners, Mets, Dodgers, Yankees, Cardinals, Blue Jays, Cleveland's baseball club, and instead of the Phillies, I have the Orioles. Wow. You think the Phillies are going to fall that far? They... I think so. Um, it took a lot for them to get into the playoffs last year, and um, Bryce Harper's going to miss him. It's going to be a little bit before Bryce Harper comes back. Reese Hoskins, um, I think he plays a bigger role on that team than we th- than we think. Bryce Harper calls everybody a captain on that team because he loves all those guys so much. But he did say that we call, he said we call Reese Hoskins captain. So interesting because he refers to JT Realmuto as QB one, which I get. Yeah, you know, but yeah. he but he says that they call. Reese Hoskins captain. So that could be a problem if he's not around. But anyway. All right. Well, question mark. These are the teams I'm not so sure about, but would would not be surprised to see a burst of either really, really good play or really, really bad play. Um, the Rangers, I've always said it for the last year or so, year and a half, that the Rangers are cooking something special down there. And so they go here for me. I want to see it come through this season or at least make a push. This is also where the Orioles fit in, but I've got the Rangers, Twins, Rays, Brewers, Cubs, Orioles, Marlins, Red Sox. Yeah. I'm worried about Baltimore being able to uh, maintain the momentum they built last year after what the ownership has said and how that might be culturally interpreted. Right. That's tough. That's my concern. hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I get that. I wonder if I do wonder though if there's like a little bit of a major league situation going on in that clubhouse. They're like, they don't believe in us. Screw them. Watch go out and win it. Let's go out and yeah. win it. No, I think that is exactly what's happening. But they're doing it on the back. I don't know. Never mind. We're not going to get into Baltimore right now. I'm worried. The end. Mm, okay. My question mark. I have the Rangers, Twins, Rays, Brewers, Cubs, Phillies, White Sox, Angels. Um, I have the Angels here just because. Um, a lot of people, people want the Angels to win. Obviously, Mike mm-hmm. Trout, Shohei Otani, uh, Anthony Rendon. Like people want the Angels to win, but for some reason yeah. they just cannot figure it out until they start winning and they actually like win more than just like go on like more than just like a really long winning streak and then lose a bunch of games after that and cancel it out. Like until they have sustained winning, I'm not going to believe in the Angels at all. I don't care who they have on that team. They could. Reincarnate, reincarnate Babe Ruth and put him on that team like they already kind of have. But anyway, and like, I I don't know. I won't believe in the Angels until I see them actually put together sustainable winning. So they're in my question Same. for that reason. Totally agree with you. Okay. Uh, Briggs, thumb down tier. That's why the Angels belong here for me. <laughs> oh. Because I will not trust them uh, with any sort of <laughs> emotional... Uh, currency until they get their not even an emoji not even an emoji so for my thumbs down i've got the white Sox, giants tigers pirates nats rockies d-backs angels 
it was a struggle not to put the White Sox in my question mark tier, specifically because with new management, I'm excited to see what they're able to pull together. That always seems to shake things up, and it could go either really, really well or really poorly. I don't know. Um, but they finished out the last couple of seasons just terribly, and I want to. I'm just going to ride that a little bit and see how it goes. But I am excited about the new manager. That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. What about yeah, you? My, my thumb is down. I've got the Reds, Giants, Tigers, Red Sox, Royals, Rockies, D-backs, and Marlins. For some reason, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I want the Marlins to be good for some reason. I don't know what Me it too. is, but they just like aren't. And I won't move them out of here until they show me that they can be. And They're as soon as they show me cool. they can be, I'm going to bump them because, I, like I said, I want them to be good. But Just you wait. This year they're going to be good. Yeah, I'm calling yeah. it right now. I'll take better. Not great. In Miami. I'll take better. They're, yeah, they're not going to be great. They're going to be better. Cool. I'm down with that. Yep. All right. Briggs, poop tier. Oakland, Cincinnati, Kansas City. The end. Yeah, I think it's fitting. Mine is different, but also makes sense, I feel like. I have the A's, mm. Pirates, and the Natinals. Yeah. The Walgreens, Natinals. So, yeah, I think it's all it's, pretty self-explanatory. It's too bad that we don't have, that we've decided not to give ourselves more slots in the poop. Um, because the way the league is rounding out, <laughs> there's there's... Too many teams that are willing to be that bad. I know it really is unfortunate because I feel like yours is fully justified. The only reason I don't have yours is the only reason I don't have the Reds there is because I know that they have like they're the Mariners East right now, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're it's like all their young talent and those guys have a lot of potential and I really like Jonathan India, but for some reason they just can't get it together and I I want Joey Votto to be on a good team so bad. But yeah, no, I th- I think that the Reds do belong pretty much in the poop tier, though. There's talk yeah. of Joey Votto potentially being traded to to, to Toronto, right. which is where he lives. Yeah. Um, so that could be really interesting if they get a big playoff run. But I don't would have to be under a full, almost a full time DH slot, or maybe an occasional spelling of Vlad Guerrero Jr. so he could, can be a DH. Because otherwise, well, can, you don't need another first baseman. Flip them back and forth. You've got interchangeable first first base and DH guys right there. That's true. That's true. Vlad needs a day off at first. Put in Joey Votto. Yeah. Especially an aging Joey Votto. Like, I'm sure he'd be like, yeah, I'll DH. You want to go play first first base twice a week? Yeah, I'll go do that. I agree. Well, and isn't this his last year on contract anyway? So I think so. That's probably why they would trade him. Mm-hmm. So hometown guy. But I like that. If all things go according to his plan. We will never see him again after the Reds win the World Series and he leaves with the aliens. Because <laughs> he's going to get abducted by aliens. <laughs> Not abducted. He's no, no, no. going to go with them willingly. That's right. He volunteers. <laughs> they ask. As, he volunteers as tribute. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. 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 This is his last year under contract. <laughs> That's what I thought. So, yep. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. But we'll see. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Let's All right, get Brad, Let's do award break. predictions. Let's do okay. awards first, and then we'll talk about how the season's going to end. So okay. give me your Cy Young. Let's start with Cy Young. Who's going to win the Cy Young for you, Brad? Okay. If you were listening last week to the draft, I called my shot there as far as the AL Cy Young goes. I'm going to stick with Luis Castillo. 
Wow. He has been a beast in Seattle, and I think having a full year there is going to be amazing for him. He's going to be so good. He's the opening day starter for the Mariners. Wow, so they're they're putting their chips in on him. Even though, even though, I mean, they they extended him last year, but they gave Robbie Ray a bunch of money after uh, as a free agent coming in last year. Yeah, but I think I think Luis Castillo is going to have a transcendent year this year. He's going to be outstanding. And then in the National League, I have Corbin Burns. Really? I I think he feels like he was disrespected by the Brewers. And I think he's just going to be like, no, I'm going to go out and show you that I am worth that money. And anybody else in this league will be willing to give it to me. So I'll go take it there. There you go. I don't don't hate that. Um, In the American League, I have Dylan Cease. And he finished number two last year behind Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. So I think he also has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Verlander's out of the way, and I think one of the only other people on this list to compete with him is Jacob Degrom, and Jacob Degrom might not be able to stay healthy. Knock on right. wood. I'm yeah. gonna make say a prayer yeah. for Jacob Degrom because yeah. I don't want that to happen. But I think that if Dylan Cease can repeat anywhere near what he did last year, he's he's going to be a top ranked Cy Young contender. Um, in the National League, I'm going to give it to Sandy Alcantara. Oh, back-to-back? Yep. I want to see go. it. I need to see it. And um, I think he's he's going to be able to justify it. I don't know if the voters will do what they should do and give it to a guy back-to-back, but I think he deserves right. it. Yeah. Yeah, he could. If he has another killer year this year, he certainly would be deserving. Yep. Okay. Who do you have for Rookie of the Year? In the American League, I got to go with Anthony Volpe. I got to. He's going to have a banner year. It's going to be great. He's going to start opening day. He's going to play through the remainder of the season. So he'll have the entire sample size to pick from. Um, there will be no contending his games played, at bats, whatever. All, he's going to get all the looks he needs, and he'll be able to justify it with killer numbers, even if he stumbles a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. Julio got off to a slow start last year. And he's still right. Exactly. So I think rookie of the year, there's some margin there for the first like four to six weeks of the season or so. And that's justifiable. So I think Volpe is going to win it in the American League. I think Corbin Carroll is going to win it in the National League. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I don't know anybody else in the National League who's worth watching. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't either. That's why I have him as my National League rookie of the year. Okay. Yeah, I, and honestly, like that's a little bit of a homer of a homer pick for me because I'm excited to go see him play this year. Like, right? Yeah, I'm gonna get to watch that guy firsthand, and I'll I'll tell you, yes, he deserves the Rookie of the Year or no overrated. But anyway, um, my American League guy is Anthony Volpe. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's I'm great. The Kool Aid on Anthony Volpe. Good. I think yeah. it's, I think it's well justified. I think it is too. I think that he's gonna be really really great this year. Uh, he's so. going to be because we'll get into it a little bit, but I, I think the Yankees are going to be like this a lot. Yeah. And uh, I think he it's going to be the judge of Volpe show. Yeah. So, I all right. Do you mind if I go with my uh, manager of the year? I would, I would invite you to. Okay. American league manager of the year. I'm going to go with John Schneider. I would have said Scott service, because I feel like he deserved it. He's deserved it the last two years, and he hasn't gotten last year it. for sure. 
So I don't think that if he didn't get it last year, he's not going to get it. I don't feel like. But I think what's going to happen is um, this is a little bit of a teaser of my predictions. I'm going to have the Blue Jays win in the East, and it's not going to be close. And so he's going to he's going to get it. That's that's what I feel like is going to happen with the American League and the National League. Bob Melvin is going to get it because he manages to manage uh, egos and leads the Padres to one heck of a season. And so they're going to give it to him. Interesting. What about you? So I'm going to go with improvement picks, radical improvement picks, not winning picks. Okay. So I see I see the justification there for you, but I'm going to give it to Bruce Bochy in Texas for the American League because Solid this pick. dude's going to turn things around. And it's not going to be all him, but they're going to give him the credit. Um, in the National League, it's the same thing. I got to go with Skip Schumacher in Miami for the same Ooh. reason. He's going to start turning things around. This is his rookie campaign. He's coming from St. Louis where they have nothing but winning culture. He played there. He's been on the staff there. This is the guy who's going to help turn things around in Miami. Solid picks. Thank you. I think they would be justified. Yeah, I think if the Rangers certainly like make things interesting at the very least. Yeah. Because Same with Miami. Was, Just make yeah. things interesting. I don't need you to win it all. And right. I, I don't think they I don't think the voters need Skip to win it all. Uh, to win manager of the year. Just be a menace, and you can win manager of the year there. Yeah, while drinking your, sipping your gin and juice. That's all you got to do. Be a menace. <laughs> okay, who do you have for MVP? Julio! Oh, really? Uh-huh. Ooh, I sure ooh, do. Ooh. I yep. like that. And it's, it's going to be it's gonna be the Julio show. It's going to be the J-Rod show. And instead of a dating platform, he's going to be out there mashing bombs and snagging <laughs> absolute fly balls and some of those j-rod commercials are the best ever everybody get off my jock they're amazing (laughs) he's got such a good personality it's so easy for them to make those commercials with him i love it so that's who i have in the al is julio rodriguez and in the nl i got trey turner oh you do yeah if we saw if we get the trey turner from the wbc the rest of the season if he just steady state floats where he's been nobody's going to beat him. Hmm. Okay. All right. My MVP, um, and this is based a lot off of what we saw in the WBC and also what we know this guy can do. Um, American League, I'm going with Otani. Shohei Otani to win the American League MVP because yep. he's locked in. He's ready to go. He is he ready, is to, ready go. to go. And I think part of it, and again, he's coming into a contract year. He's going to be a free agent next season or next yep. offseason. So, I mean, if he was my, he was the other guy I was going to go with, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't feel like anybody can compete with Shohei Otani when he's like, when he's locked in, ready to go. And he's in, he's in, he's set. So he's like competitive baseball in. for a month. He's ready to go. Um, my National League MVP is also Trey Turner. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You reacted like I was a fool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> But no, it's like you said though. Like if we see Trey, if we see Trey Turner from the World Baseball Classic this season, nobody can hold a candle to that guy. Absolutely, nobody, because he is going to tear the National League to shreds. He was Mr. America. Phillies do totally. I saw, I saw a tweet. I think it was they they called him Lieutenant Turner. Lieutenant Turner. (laughs) That's That's fabulous. He might be getting the promotion. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's moving to captain. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Uh, uh, those are our award good. predictions. Let's go into our division and World Series predictions. Let's start. We always start with the AL East. Let's start there just for the sake of consistency. Go ahead, Brady. Okay. All right. I've got the Blue Jays win in the AL East. Yep, just like you said. Do you want me? How do you want to do this? Do you want me to go just through just through the American League? Just go through top to bottom AL East. Did you do division full division predictions? No, I just decided who's going to win. Okay, all right. Let, let's do this. Let's just do that then. So the AL East, I have the Blue Jays winning, and I don't think it's going to be close. Okay. Okay. Uh, AL Central. Who do you have? Cleveland. Me too. I hate oh! it, but I have Cleveland winning that one. Yeah. Okay. And the West. The Mariners. I have the Mariners winning the AL West as well. Get I don't out. love it. I don't love it because the Astros are so good. I know. And it it's scares not me. Comfortable. But yeah. I think they're going to benefit from the balanced schedule. So I agree. So much. So who, and then tell me who are the additional three wildcard teams? That the wildcard teams I have. Um, I have the Astros, the Orioles, and Yankees. So I have the Yankees, Astros, Twins. Ooh, the Twinkies. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'd love to Great. see Baltimore in there, but I don't know. I, I still think that it's a major league situation. That's why that's the only reason I have them in the wild card. It's because be those sweet guys to are so motivated to win. It'd be sweet. All right, let's go over to the National League. Let's start in the NL East. Who do you have winning the oh, NL East? Oh man, are you ready for this? I'm ready. It's going to be the Mets. <laughs> now, remember, they don't have a closer. Shut up. It's going to be the Mets. <laughs> I have the Braves. I have the Braves in the NL East. All right. All right. All right. All right. And the, the Central? NL Central. Cards. Cards. Yeah. yeah. I have the yeah. NL Central finishing exactly the way it did last year. Yeah. And the West. The West. Friars. I've got the Padres. I do too. I have the Padres as well. Yes. Yeah. No I'm doubt. I'm glad that we're like so original with our picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we don't collaborate on any of this. So this is right. freaking yeah. amazing. This is outstanding. Okay. Who are your wild card teams in the National League? Okay. The additional three wild card teams are going to be the Braves, the Dodgers, and. Wait for it. Oh, the Phillies. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Rockies. No. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I have the Mets, Dodgers, and Brewers. Oh, the Brewers. Led by Cy Young winner Corbin Burns. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Who do you have in your World Series? The Yankees finally make it to the ALCS and lose. To the Mariners. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. I am. <laughs> He's chugging the Kool-Aid, ladies and I'm gentlemen. I'm chugging it, man. They advance to the World Series where they face off against the New York Mets, who do, in fact, met the bed in the World Series, loses to the Mariners. Nice. That's yeah. Yeah. So happy about this, Brig. <laughs> so happy. It's taken me four years to work on you with this. Yeah, so you're here. Has. You've arrived, and I'm so I proud. Have. So you know. I have. You poked my dark spot way too many times. <laughs> I, I certainly have. <laughs> All right. So obviously I have the Mariners winning the World Series. I've been saying right. it for four years now. This is the year it's going to happen. And legitimately, Brig, if it does, I might just get a tattoo, but we'll see. 
Um, oh, okay. You have to. I know the guy. He lives by me. <laughs> got a guy. <laughs> got a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. Got I got a guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's fabulous. <laughs> uh, but they're going to beat the Padres. Yeah, I could see that. It's going to be a face off of the Peoria Sports Complex. Yeah, that'll uh, be amazing. Mariners are going to win that one on the West Coast series, and the East Coast will be so unhappy about it, and they'll be angry and livid. But I will just be reveling and loving it all because the Mariners are going to win it in six. No matter what happens, Rob Manfred is going to split a gut being so angry that one of these major, huge market teams didn't win the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He would be. Um, It. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's. I'm I'm excited the year's arrived though, Brig. The the year has arrived for the Mariners to win the World Series. I've been anticipating this greatly for a long time, and uh, I just if anyone wants to jump on the bandwagon, now's the time. That's now what I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cozy right now. Before the season starts. You got elbow room for now. Let's see yeah. what happens in July. It's August. nice. It fit, did you ever see? Uh, never mind. <laughs> it's Air conditioning bus. works for now. We'll see what yeah, happens. It's a double decker. We've got the seats above that is open air. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> anyway, baseball know what you think we want to hear some of your predictions drop them in the mailbag there's a link in the description of every single episode you can get there super easy or you can just comment in the comment section on youtube or you can yeah. hit us up Hello, tell us who's gonna win. and instagram and wherever else you can find us because we want to know what you guys think and you can let me know if i'm off my rocker with the mariners that's fine this is a hill i'm willing to die on so it's okay it, it's just fine. ready I will do He's it. He's planning his trident in the hill right now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is waving a great <laughs> banner. Great so. banner on the end of that trident. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I've done this pretty. It is hey, steady. baseball family, don't forget we got Patreon. All right? It's a thing. It, you can support us through Patreon. It's $1, $5, $10, or $15 a month. It comes with perks, especially the bullpen cut, which is behind the scenes stuff and all the jokes we don't make on the show and all the personal stories and all the shenanigans so for as little as one dollar a month that you can go to support the show as well as benefit your earballs with everything you don't get on this version of the podcast exactly right and uh also with the season coming up go get your stuff go get your gear get ready for the season head over to fanatics we have a link in the description we are affiliate partners with fanatics so if you go through that link you also support the show because we get a little bit of that at no extra cost to you well you can get awesome gear because fanatics is the place to go for that these days but baseball family also make sure you like subscribe rate and review the show let us know what you think about what we're doing um and uh with that baseball family opening day is around the corner enjoy it we sure will be and we will catch you after our first full weekend of actual regular season baseball <music>